<clears throat> right. Are you set up on the right microphone today? Probably. I am my stage. It just seems your equipment shit, so uh, it doesn't work. I'll put my thing in for you to put some more watsits on it. Okay. Ah, stop licking my foot. Nowhere near your foot. No, it's a dog licking my toe. Are you moving my screen? Uh, f- uh Right, let's just start off, because um, I haven't got much to say this week, uh, which is unusual, isn't it? So, Really? Anyway. Hmm. I've, I've got all these money on this desk, and I... It's probably no more than a pound, actually. I'm, I, I just think I ought to clear it up. You can always donate it. I could take it to one of those shops who stick it in a machine, couldn't you, and give it to charity. Or I could donate it to my local pub, uh, probably enough for a pint, and that at least keeps the pub going and uh, keeps local workers going, doesn't it? That's a better way of spending your money, yes. Yeah, and that, to me, is a charity. It is. Yeah, it keeps things going. Uh, right, let's start here. Hello, welcome to James Wales' podcast radio show thing, uh, which is uh, an hour of unadulterated rubbish every week, of which there, I think this is about, is it 300 or nearly 300 hours of, uh, of this on, uh, on at the moment? Actually, I, no- I noticed today, uh, the day we're, we're recording this, this week, uh, Nigel has launched the Brexit party. I've just been listening to his inaugural uh, opening speech, along with, funnily enough, along with Jacob Rees-Mogg's sister, who, has to be said, if this isn't a sexist statement, is far better looking than he is. Well, maybe that is a sexist statement, actually, so I take it back. I wouldn't want to be considered sexist in any way, shape or form, but a very, very nice looking lady. Unfortunately, saying the same things as Nigel. Now, much as I love Nigel, and uh, people know that that uh, he's uh, a pal of mine, although I don't see him that often at the moment because he's very busy launching his new political career and uh, enjoying it. I mean, I would love to stand as I'm thinking of standing in the in the, the new Euro elections. That's a good idea, but I, I I don't really want to stand for any party. And well, how do you say her name? An Anustar. No, I can't. I, I'm not even trying it. You see, that's why I didn't mention her name. Because <laughs> uh, you're googling everything I say. Yeah. Uh, I thought I'd leave it to you to embarrass yourself. It looks like Anastasia, but it isn't. It's not. It's Anuzatia. I think you're making a, um, a rod for your back. <clears throat> Once I've heard it mentioned, I've never heard of her. I've never heard of her, but there she is, uh, prominent and. Uh, majestic looking and speaking out on the same platform as uh, Nigel. Um, and every, uh, you know, this is, it's going to be interesting. Nigel's really looking forward to the Euro elections. If I could stand and, uh, uh, and I'm pretty sure I could make a very sensible case about why leaving the European Union and going on about how the people of this country have spoken and how if you were uh, support staying with the European Union, you are in some way not patriotic. 
Uh, all the bollocks that comes out of the uh, Brexiteers' mouths. Although, I have to say, I could listen to Nigel Farage for hours. I love the way he, he actually uh, communicates. He's really good. Um, and he believes what he's saying. Uh, I happen to believe something different. Doesn't mean I don't like him or don't get on with him. Um, but I, it's uh, what, what really pisses me off are the thick ones um, who glean a little bit, you, you know, the thick ones who are really racist but pretending not to be. Um, and they, these, you know, they come from all, all areas of the country. Uh, they're the ones who probably talk loudly in the pub. Uh, and now they've got they've got something to grab hold of. Yes, we're being put down by the Europeans. Of course, we're not. The Europeans are not putting us down. The Europeans are not. The French are not having a go at us. The French are just a bit sick that we're trying to ruin the European Union. I don't listen. I I think the European Parliament or the way they run the European Parliament is absolutely appalling. But then I don't have much respect for our own which, you know, doesn't really... It's got a bunch of people in there, in every party, who are political nerds. And it doesn't have enough, in my view, this is my view, probably different to yours, it doesn't have enough real people in there. Uh, it doesn't have enough people who who uh, uh, have other things other than politics to concern themselves with. And they'll tell you in a very pompous way, I want to get back to the constituency. I want to get back to my constituents and sort out the problems of unemployment. I want to get back and sort out the problems of food banks. We get. I want to get back to my constituency and sort out the problems of the police, law and order, education. I mean, they're all just, just either side of the political divide. And I use the different voices just to, to, uh, to actually caricature it. You know, you, you've got socialists who went to public schools. You've got conservatives who who are actually uh, people who are lounging around on the dole and blaming everybody. You know, it, it doesn't, you can't really caricature them in that way. But Brexit has allowed people to to use their prejudices, and that is the problem. And it is only the problem of those people who want to leave Europe. They're making all kinds of, of ridiculously stupid fucking reasons why we should withdraw from Europe. Because we're not going to be any better off. You know, getting, oh, we're going to do a good deal with China. And why, why do we want to do good deals with China and America and Australia and India and all these other countries who are thousands of miles away when we can trade with our nearest neighbours? Why would we do that? Oh, we don't want people flooding into this country, too many foreigners. Well, blatantly, there aren't. And the foreigners who come from Europe come here to work and add to the economy. A lot of people got very upset, didn't they, when Eastern Europe uh, joined the, the European Union and uh, we apparently were going to have millions of Turks, and uh, they haven't even joined yet, uh, millions of, of people coming from Eastern Europe. And we did have the odd problem uh, with uh, some Romanians camping out in uh, parks in London. I think that all disappeared fairly soon. The only people that come from Europe seem to be working damned hard. And, of course, if we were worried about this flood uh, of people coming in from Eastern Europe, uh, we could have done what a lot of other European countries did, and uh, they put a limit on how many people from new European countries could come to them. And that was acceptable to do. There are all sorts of things our politicians could have done that they didn't. And now we're in this position where 
it's easy for Nigel to get people going because there's so many gullible people around. And if I hear that, that carrion cry of, oh, come on, the people have spoken. Well, blatantly, they haven't. It's split the country in half. Maybe half the people of the country want to leave, but there is a huge, massive amount of people in this country who think sensibly that leaving our nearest trading block is the most f***ing ridiculous, stupid f***ing thing any f***ing person could have f***ing thought of. And that was dedicated to the people who like me to uh, speak as I would normally. Okay, now, uh, so that's Brexit, uh, and uh, and that's sorted that out. Uh, we're not going to leave. I don't think we're ever going to leave, uh, by the way. It's been kicked, the Brexit thing down the road, uh, till the end of October. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong about the fact there's no heaven and there's no hell. Cue for a song. Um, but uh, I don't think I am, and uh, we'll wait to see. Maybe there will be some sort of agreement that keeps us in. Uh, the, uh, the the free trade area. By the way, of course, the free trade area of the European Union was a British idea brought about by Margaret Thatcher, before anybody goes on about it, and the Customs Union, all good ideas, all things we should have stayed with. Uh, but people say, oh, we want to be out of that. We'll do our own deals. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, so anyway, uh, who would I stand as an MEP for, by the way? I'd, I'd have to stand as an independent, wouldn't I? Because quite frankly, I don't, I don't, I don't like any of them at the moment. Uh, Vince Cable was on my show on talk radio the other night and he said he'd be put my name forward as a, a, a Lib Dem MEP if I wanted. I don't think I'm very liberal, am I? No. No, I don't think I am. And, uh, so, you know, it will be difficult to, uh, to do anything about it, but never mind. Um, okay. Right. The other, the other, uh, loads of things, aren't there? there there's the, uh, the Sultan of Brunei. Did we talk about that on last week's podcast? We did. Yes. Did we? All oh, right. Okay. Um, but, uh, he's, uh, he's obviously flipped out, lost it, completely f***ing lost it. Uh, luckily, of course, I noticed that, um, Peter Tatchell and various others, uh, held vigils outside the Dorchester and demonstrated in various places, uh, of things owned by the, uh, Sultan of Brunei or Brunei. Well, I don't know if the Sultan of Brunei is Brunei, isn't he really? Uh, yeah, he is basically everything. You know, yeah. That's it, really. And uh, and so bringing back into uh, bringing back into um, law, stoning people to death is wrong. And then there's that Australian rugby player, the the mad f***ing Christian who wants to uh, tell people who are gay or idolaters or are, are shagging people they shouldn't or stealing all that sort of stuff. You know uh, that there's a place in hell awaiting for them. And luckily, he's been kicked out of rugby. Apparently, he's the best rugby player, but he's also a born-again Christian. One of these who says, you know, if you're gay, you're going to burn in hell. What a f***ing ridiculous thing to say. What is it about you religious freaks that make everything about sex? You know, the world's falling apart, right? People involved in religion seem to be shagging anything they can get their hands on, and apparently that is the fault. Did you see what the Pope said recently? He said the reason why a lot of Catholic uh, priests have been getting themselves into trouble, it was because of the promiscuity of the 60s. Right, I don't follow. No, well, nor do I, uh, and nor does anybody else. But any bloke who sort of dresses up the way he does, stands on a balcony and thinks that he's the ne nearest thing to God, is a worry, isn't it? Yet we allow him to carry on doing it. Well, allow it. he can do what he likes. I don't want to, you know. But why, why, why are so many gullible people there falling down and getting all excited about it? 
Do you know, if you go to Rome, there are so many more. I mean, if you go, the Vatican's very attractive to look at as a piece of architecture. It's just wasted on religion. But why are there so many? There's, there's great restaurants and fountains and stuff you can look at. Why do you want to go and stand and see him come out on the, uh, I've never been, to, but uh, I imagine you don't see very much. You see, religion, it's all full of, of, uh, of um, I'll tell you what I use it. It's all full of craven images, isn't it? Uh, didn't they, I mean, you know, if you're a Muslim, you have to dress up in a certain way and only eat certain things. Same with being Jewish, same with being Christian. Supposed to only eat fish on Fridays and, and cover your heads in religious places. Why would women have to cover their heads? Why, why would a woman have to cover her head and not a man? Sexist, that's all. Sexist. Um, I've got a real downer on religion at the moment. Again, I have most of the time. But here, here's a bunch of uh, Muslim parents in Birmingham trying to stop their kids learning about the fact that some people uh, don't live what some people consider to be a, a proper life, you know, a man and a woman, that there are uh, children who've got two parents of the same sex. Nothing wrong with that. I don't see what the problem is. Uh, wouldn't be my choice. I'm, I, I, I'd love to be gay, by the way. You'd be very good at it. I would be good at it. I'm, I am a very camp person, but sadly, I am not gay. But if I was gay, I'd be one of those gay people who really, really let you know I'm gay. And, uh, and if you didn't like it and got all hissy-fitty about it, I'd uh, be even more sort of gay. That's fine. Yeah, because, you know, quite frankly, people getting upset about somebody else's private life just, just I, can't, I can't understand it. Why would you worry? You know, if it was compulsory that we all had to try everything, then, you know, I might, I might not be as keen. A bit like making everybody join the army, even if they don't want to. Conscription, not a good idea, in my view. Well, you shouldn't knock it until you've tried it. Well, when did you try it? Well, I'm, I haven't had an offer yet, but, you know, if... I mean, I've been on one of those camps. Right. Have you ever done that? On a camp? Well, they try and break you in, see whether you'd be any good at it, that sort of thing. Oh, I did go to the, um, is it the Beavers camp once? I don't think that's the same thing, really. No? No. Sorry, what are you talking about? I have no idea. I've, my brain is frozen temporarily. Well, I was talking about is it whether or not you, you wanted to try out for the army. Oh, I thought I thought you went, there was a there was a camp you could go and try out seeing if you prefer an alternative what? way of life. Oh, right. Okay. But ridiculous. I don't know what you are talking about. Um, so uh, th then the government, quite rightly in my view, and this is a story that hasn't really made that much prominence, um, that... Um, uh, the Education Secretary came out and said, although parents uh, obviously do have uh, some say in how their children are educated, they don't think it's right for them to try and dictate uh, how we teach them about uh, other people's lifestyles. And uh, no parent should be hiding their, their child away from what uh, life is like. And, and why would you do that? Because of your religion. And why do parents insist on, on trying to make their offspring the same as them? Why do they insist on trying to ram their religion down their throats? It shouldn't be allowed, you know. No religion, you know, all religion should be taught in school as a, as a kind of lifestyle choice, if you like. The problem I have is that when I went to school, it was taught as a fact. It was years before I, I found out that it doesn't snow in the Middle East. No, it doesn't snow in the Middle East. Have you noticed that? 
Yeah, and and you know, whenever there was a there was this the stable and the three wise men in the whatever nativity play at, uh, at Christmas, and there was snow on the ground, I thought that's how it was in the desert. Maybe after nuclear winter, it might be snowing in the desert. All right, okay. And of course, Jesus is sort of um, uh, European-looking and with long blonde hair. And there aren't many people in the Middle East like that either. I don't think I've seen a long blonde headed Jesus. I've seen a, a, a black headed Jesus. Have you? Oh, well, I think when I was at school, they all had long blonde hair. Crucifixes always had a, a, a golden haired Christ on them. Ah, that's just the colour of the wood. You're talking bollocks. Why? Well, you'd have to stain the wood, wouldn't you, to change the hair colour? It's just a carving at the end of the day in wood. Painted, painted, and pictures in books and the Bible always had Jesus with long blonde hair, didn't they? Well, they only had black ink. How did they do blonde hair? In the Bible? Yeah. Well, of course they're coloured. What are you talking about, twat? I don't ever remember having a coloured Bible with pictures in it. Oh, you, oh well, probably you live in Wales, so probably not. Anyway, I've had enough of religion. Thank you very much indeed. It can't do much more harm to the world, can it, than it is? Who cares what the Archbishop of Canterbury thinks about Brexit? Why is he out there giving his views? If you're allowed to give your views, then I suppose he can go out. Yeah, well, I'm James Whale. I mean, there's a slight difference between being James Whale and being the Archbishop of Canterbury, for argument's sake. And your films are really good, yeah. You're facetious, do you know that? If there is a hell, that's exactly where you're going. We're all going there. Well, I'm not. You're not? Where are you going? No, because I pick worms up off the pavement and put them on the grass to save them. Oh, so you're going to wormy heaven. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Are you going to be there by yourself? I've no idea. Anyway, I'm looking out the window now. It's a lovely, today's a lovely sunny day, but it's flipping freezing out there. It's the same here. It's sunny, but really cold. Yeah. And I've got, and, and I'm sitting in my little studio at home doing this, and the dogs, as usual, sitting lying on the floor, but one of them has got their very warm face on my foot. It's really nice. And they're doing that thing, you know, where they do with their mouths. Going, yeah, mine does that at three o'clock in the morning when you're trying to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one, Lulu, who comes, and I'm fast asleep, and she comes in the bed, and she's on the bed, though. They all sleep on the bed, I hate to say. Um, and uh, I suddenly feel some breath on my neck, and she sort of cuddles up behind me and, start, and puts her head on my shoulder, which is quite nice, really, actually. I don't have that problem. Do you not? Why not? That's, well, because... Oh, you've been sent to the spare room, haven't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, our, our dog likes... Well, it's a laugh way. that tells us a lot. <laughs> What's oh, wrong? Oh, dear. There's some actual truth to that at the moment. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. It's lonely at night time these days. Slowly? Lonely. Oh, lonely. Lonely. Oh, that's why I've got my dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we've uh, we've done a bit about Brexit. I don't really want to do any more about Brexit because, quite frankly, uh, I don't think it's an issue anymore. I don't think we're going to leave the European Union. Um, and I'm not sure whether I'm going to stand as an MEP or not. I don't, I don't know whether there's much point. 300 quid a day for turning up. That's not bad. No, that's being a lord. Oh, is it? Oh, can't you yeah, be one of yeah. them then? I don't want to be a lord. Um, well, I am a lord in my own mind, but, I, you know. I am too. I got the yeah. certificate from Scotland. Did you? Yeah. Uh, I'm just happy to be a Raelian bishop. 80 quid it cost me, a bit of land in Scotland. How much land have you got in Scotland? One square metre. 
one square metre of land. Have you been to see it? No, I haven't. I, I have got uh, pitching rights, and I can shoot on it as long as I ask everyone else who has the one square metre in the vicinity if I can shoot across their land as well. And how can you camp on one square metre? Upright. Because presumably that's three foot wide by three foot long, isn't it? It is indeed, yeah. Yeah, more or less. Three foot three inches, I think. But you do get all the air up to the atmosphere or whatever it is. Do you? Yeah. How much did that cost? 80 quid? 80 quid. And how many other people have bought the rights to that title? Oh, thousands. There's lots of land in uh, Scotland. No, I know, but... If you buy it in the same field and you're all next to each other, have you got the same title? Yes. <clears throat> well, how does that work? I don't know. It's one of those stupid rulings. Can you That's hear that? a washing machine. Yeah, I put the washing on before I did this. Shall I go and shut the door? No, no, leave it. It'll be okay. Well, I'm, I'm quite proud. I've done a bit of cleaning today and then I've uh, loaded the dishwasher, turned it on, because some of the stuff was a bit congealed, and um, and I couldn't find any underwear. And then I looked in the bathroom in the uh, washing basket, and that's where it's all hidden. Do you pre-wash your plates and cutlery and stuff before you put them in the dishwasher? No. No, I don't either. You're supposed to, but I, I've never done that. Why, why are you supposed to? If I pre-washed them, I wouldn't bother with the washing machine. Dishwasher. So it's supposed to not clog the dishwasher. Oh, Really? But, oh, well, maybe I should. Well, I don't put anything with bits in it. I, t- I knock all the bits off. Oh, you scrape them off into the bin or into the recycling <clears throat> yeah. uh, thing, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, then you whack it in the, uh, you know, with tomato ketchup all over your plate, whack it straight mm. in the dishwasher. But yeah. Yeah. a lot of people frown upon it. Do they? Yeah, this is really interesting, this podcast this week, isn't it? <laughs> no, I, I, that's interesting because, you know, I didn't know that. So maybe I should start scraping some of the stuff off it. I did have a very nice fish pie the other day. Uh, that um, I can't remember who made it. I, I found it in the supermarket and uh, stuck it in the oven for about half an hour. Lovely fish pie, beautiful fish pie. And uh, and afterwards, the, put the plate in the dishwasher, and I don't turn the dishwasher on every day because that would be a waste, wouldn't it? And so I went to put something in the other day, and I could see this terrible smell of fish, which must have been coming off the plate. Mm. So I've I've... Put it all on now, wash it all. Even though I could have put a few more plates in if I'd wanted to. And when was the last time you got a new dishwasher? Oh, only a few few months ago because the other one got clogged up with stuff. <laughs> and before that? I've no idea. I've no idea. Right. I mean, that, that the dishwasher was here when, when we moved into this house. So it's been here a long time. They obviously didn't... Uh scrape and clean their plates beforehand either then. no that's disgusting isn't it i can imagine people not doing that mm. so what else is happening this week oh yeah uh julian assange i was going to get on to him um i i don't have much sympathy for julian assange i think uh i think he just became a bit of a pillock to be honest and um uh you know leaking sensitive information information is sensitive for a reason um and he has leaked some information that has actually put some people's lives at risk. And, and you know, because he, they're also, I don't want to get into it now because I don't I particularly understand some of it, but, you know, everybody starts showing on the news the uh, helicopter gunship shooting a number of, uh, of people, a couple of which apparently were journalists as well, um, and then getting very uh, excited. But we don't know exactly what 
the the rules of engagement that were given. I mean, the, you know, people just say, oh, those, those American soldiers, you can't trust them. Those guys would have been given the order to do that, and they probably were told that those were insurgents of some sort. And if they weren't, well, that's terrible that they're appalling and uh, you can never forgive somebody for that but I don't think it does the it doesn't help the situation it just makes in a way makes it worse um, obviously if countries become rogue and behave in a bad way then they need to be sorted out but being sorted out by somebody actually uh, releasing information who <clears throat> I don't know whether he has an ability to um, to check out the information he's releasing. I don't know. I've no idea, but um, I don't have much. I don't. There must be some sort of problem. Why would you go and stick yourself in a in a an embassy for seven years? Self. Listen, I was in the Big Brother house for four weeks. I, that was about it. I don't think I could have stood much more. Apparently, he didn't look after his cat or keep his room tidy. I mean, how on how? Why was he in there with a cat, and why was the cat not being looked after properly? How did he get the cat? I mean, he didn't travel to the embassy with his own personal cat, did he? I no. assume it's a strange. And apparently, he started hacking into the embassy's uh, IT system and uh, started closing down their cameras and all sorts. So, I mean, I don't know why they didn't just chuck him out years ago. It cost them several million pounds a year to keep him there. Cost us a lot too. In, in, you know, policing and everything else. I thought we gave up with that. Well, they gave up, but, you know, he still didn't come out, did he? So there must have been somebody watching somewhere. I assume so. Put a camera outside. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Look, he's not a British citizen. He uh, he's, he's wanted, and apparently the uh, charges in Sweden may reappear and if they might want him back there to answer these uh, these charges of, um, I don't know what it was, sexual harassment or something, wasn't it? Uh, well, one was a, a, a rape claim. If you were accused of that, and uh, you'd want to clear your name, wouldn't you? So uh, I know he's worried about being taken back to America and locked up and forgotten about, but, um, you know, uh, I don't think we would send him back to America. I don't know, but I don't think... Sorry, I'm counting out... I found a lot of coppers in my uh, in my money. I but I've, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of Julian Assange's. Maybe I should be. Maybe I'm wrong. But the people who seem to be fans of his um, are are kind of left wing lovies who read the Guardian. Oh yeah, the Guardian's a supporter. Yeah, yeah. You know. I actually had a look at the Guardian the other day. I can't imagine why people read it. And the people at the BBC, the full—they all love the Guardian. The BBC love it. They, I tore one up when I was in the BBC the other day, just in front of someone, just to sort. They made a complaint. Is the Guardian one that begs you for money every time you read? Yeah, it? yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How's it still going? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of weird people in the world. Yeah, must be, must be. In fact, I often think that you and I are probably the only two sensible people there are. Sorry. We can't be the only ones not reading The Guardian. Well, everybody pretends to read The Guardian. It's like everybody pretends to listen to Radio 4. It's impossible to read The Guardian. Every time you go there, you get a big splash screen saying, please give us your money now. It's like Bob Geldof. Oh, of course, I forgot. You you do everything online, don't you? Yeah, I don't have physical yeah. papers. No. But that's the only... It's the, it's the mail is the only one you can access without having to pay, isn't it? The Daily Mail. Yeah. Daily Mail, yeah. They have the biggest readership to their paper of any newspaper online. It's a fun newspaper. Yeah. Your your washing machine's gone into high spin. Has it? 
Yeah, it sounds, sounds like, like a jet aircraft, doesn't it? <laughs> it does coming into land. Yeah. I hope it's not. <laughs> Shit. The only problem is when it does that means it's going to finish, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then I've got to go and unload it. And, and I mean, it's not the sort of day to hang stuff out on the line, is it? Well, it's nice and sunny out. If you're in direct sunlight, I think you're okay. But if you're in the shade, it's freezing. Mm. Yeah, but it's all socks and pants and things, and I can't be bothered because that's you. You know, it takes so long to stick them all up, doesn't it? Tumble dryer socks. Tumble dryer. Yeah, put the socks in the tumble dryer. Do you know? I'm, it's got a. It's got a, a spin cycle on the washing. Would that be the tumble dryer? No, no. You need a dedicated tumble dryer. I don't have one of those. Oh, you need one of those. Oh, it's a... I do not. I don't want any more of this stuff to do. I have just had to, um, because, you know, Melinda did all this. I've never had to do this in my life. I didn't know about these sort of things. Um, uh, it's amazing what I can do now. I've just had to go and... Um... <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Do you... Why is it doing that? That's the hammer action. Oh, is it? it? What? I mean, it's about three rooms away. <laughs> you might be... Uh... Out of balance. How do I balance it? There's a big concrete weight inside. Yeah. Yeah, don't touch that. Well, I wouldn't know how to get in it, apart from sticking the clothes in. Uh, I mean, we can't put this in. We're going to have to edit this out. You can't leave this in. But I'll tell you what. Why don't we... Uh, should we play a bit of music, or should we not bother with music? Um, well... <laughs> why is it stopping well, and starting? Well, it's not. Or is it just the, the audio link between me and you? It's editing it out itself. I'm not surprised. The dogs oh. are sitting here looking really worried. It's going up a pitch. Have you got? I've a never listened to it before. I always put it on and go out. Have you not got a pause what? button? Sorry? Isn't there a pause button on the uh, washing machine? Well, I don't know. I thought if we play a bit of music, I could pop in the kitchen and find out, couldn't I? That is true. But it seems if, it seems sad to, to pause it now when it's really at it. It's like, you know, when you're really at it and you, you want, and somebody says, can you hang on a minute? And that's it. It's all finished. You can't go on again, can you? No, no. When it's all finished, you go, well, five or ten minutes. No, if you, if you don't finish, and do you know what I mean? If you get in the, yeah, it's, it's, it's silly to sort of stop it as it's reaching its climax. That's what I meant to say. Well, yeah, I mean, that's four minutes wasted, isn't it, really? Four minutes? Yeah. Four minutes? Yeah. How do you mean four minutes? Well, if you spent four minutes getting to that point and then you have to stop, that's four minutes wasted. How do you manage to do it that quickly? Uh, I was going to say practice, but that wouldn't be true. <laughs> well, how often do you do it? Once every quarter. Once every quarter? I do it two or three times a week. How do you get away with that? Well, you've got, you've got spring, summer, autumn and winter. Maybe a couple of times in winter there is Christmas, after all. I fill this flipping washing machine up three or four times a week. <laughs> oh, in that case, so about twice a day. What were you talking about? Just move on. Oh, God. Shall I go and shut the door? Hang on. Loud. There. How's that? That's a lot better. Sorry? That's a lot better. I didn't realise it made quite so much noise. Do they all make noise? Can you not get a quiet one? Yeah, you can. I think it sounds like you need to sort that out at some point. Does it? Mm. Oh, okay. What should I do? Get someone else to do your washing for you. Oh, right. That's a good idea. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, <clears throat> but it's not shaking the, the the surface of the whatever. It's just sort of seems to be just making the noise internally. It's just banging against the side, isn't it? I hate it when it bangs against the side. Uh, anyway, listen, um, have we sold any of uh, the books lately or not? We haven't sold a book for a week. For a week? Well, I think it's about time we did. This uh, fantastic book uh, signed by the fantastic legendary broadcaster who wrote the book uh, with a foreword from Chris Moyles, if you remember him, and uh, and also pictures of him as a baby, something that should not be missed. Anyway, uh, the book is called My... What the f*** is the book called? A Lifetime, a lifetime of Nighttime, uh, written by the author-broadcaster, Mr. James Whale, and available at a knockdown price of... Oh, at the moment, £5. £5. This is, by the way, I should point out, for the paperback version. There is a hardback version available, uh, but there aren't a lot of those left. Um, and uh, paperback has been signed as well, and it'll be sent to you for £5, which will include the postage and packing. And it'll be easy for you to pack away in your luggage for your holiday this year. And the best way to get hold of a copy of this is... Visit the website jameswellradio.co.uk forward slash shop. There we are. Couldn't be simpler. And while you're at it, why not order another one for a friend? That was an advert for everybody that was listening. Was it? That wasn't. And why have you written on this running order to talk about Julian Sausage? Yeah, Julian Sausage. Um, do you know, there's a complete lack of interest by the British public when he came out of the f***ing embassy, wasn't there? He looked like uh, that guy from Only Fools and Horses. Grandad. Uncle Albert. Uncle Albert, that's right, yeah. 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 yeah I, I, the, that beard's not a good look, either. No. No, not at all. I think he not went unless for he's the, got some kind of religious leaning since he's been in there. I think he went for the uh, I've been mistreated look, didn't he? Well, I don't know that you would get more sympathy, I think he would have, if he'd walked out head held high rather than trying to... Uh, but the embassy didn't want him there. They're not going to sort of say, oh, no, you can't take him. They wanted him out. Uh, and so it was all a bit, a, a bit of theatrical uh, stuff on his part, really. It would have been all the cat shit in his room and stuff. Oh, and a smell. Oh, dear. Well, apparently, but it's not true, but apparently they said he'd been rubbing feces all over the walls. Which is not good, is it? No. No. No, that's... No, no. And this other thing, uh, this guy who uh, whose name is Zane, a UK hacker, he's been jailed for six years, I'm glad to say, uh, for blackmailing people who visit pornography sites. So you're doing Tech Talk this week, then? Oh, is that for Tech Talk? Right? No, you carry on. To tell me all no, about No, 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 no. If, if that's what you wanted to talk about, you talk about it. I know your views on pornography. Oh, it should be free for everyone if we run for uh, Parliament, being the PM, James Whale. As long as you make sure that it is uh, it is not the sort of, uh, the, you know, there's nasty pornography as well. And, and quite frankly, people who want to watch that stuff really need their heads looking at. I like the old-fashioned pornography, you know, the, the the stuff made back in the day when the man always had a medallion and a moustache. And the cheesy music. And the woman, the woman looked a bit like Farrah, uh, Farrah Fawcett Majors. Or... Yeah, a lot of hair, though, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, there was lots of bouffants, backcombing and stuff like that. Yeah. Apparently, Pamela Anderson was a regular visit to Julian Assange. I mean, that can't be bad, can it? I haven't seen Pamela Anderson since that video I made with her, which is now on our website. It is. Oh, oh hang on, hang on, hang on. Hello? Am I speaking to Mr. Thompson? Um, uh, it depends. Who, 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 is, who are you? Charles, and I'm calling you from British Telecom in regards to your telephone bill. Uh, what, what, how much is my telephone bill? I'm not here to tell how much your telephone bill. I'm here to tell you that you're going to receive a 35% discount on your monthly telephone bill. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. Twat. Hang on. I'll tell you what. That's, that's, that's good service, isn't it? Phoning you up to tell you you're going to get a discount on your next bill. That's amazing. We'll see where he came from. So, if I ring it back, it just gets that. So, that's a scam, isn't it? Uh, unfortunately, that's uh, a scam, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And why, why do they always come from that particular country? I think it's because uh, law evasion is easy there. And maybe all these British companies that send their, uh, although there are less and less of them, send their um, their, their phone answering services to uh, countries abroad could stop f***ing doing it. It's not the done thing now to have a call centre abroad. No, because I had a word with my bank who were insisting on doing it and said that I would uh, I would make it my life's work to embarrass them. <laughs> and not that I think they had much... Uh, much. Uh, well, how do you know we're abroad? I said, because the person who I was talking to the other day could hardly f***ing speak English properly. My wife, bless her, once slightly... Um, she was born with only one ear. Not with the outside bit, the inside bit. So, you know, she had trouble hearing. And she said to this one bloke one day, I'm sorry, could you speak more slowly? Because I, I just cannot understand what you're saying. And obviously shouted a huge amount of abuse and put the phone down. And I said to Melinda, what, what, what was all that about? Oh, she said, flipping people. She said, I don't want to be accused of being racist, but these call centres in Glasgow, I cannot understand a word. Is that where the story ended? Yeah. Well, because I thought she was going to say somewhere abroad. <laughs> <laughs> it is abroad. Well, yeah, it is. But why Why do you? I don't know. Is it just me? I don't know. Why would you employ people with really strong accents that most of us can't understand? That is true, yes. I mean, I'm not being racist about it. I like Glasgow is a lovely city. I've been there many times. But if you meet somebody who's got a very broad, you notice I didn't use the word thick, uh, a very broad Glaswegian accent or a very broad Pakistani or Indian accent or Welsh accent or any accent or Yorkshire accent or Geordie accent or Birmingham accent or any accent at all, Icelandic accent, Swedish accent, Chinese accent, you name it, unless you happen to be from that country, it's very difficult to understand. I had one the other day rang me, and uh, I can't remember what it was now, um, and wanted to question something. I, and I was, 
I said, I can't understand what you're saying. Um, I, and I'm slightly embarrassed, but could you, have you got a manager who I could speak to? And I've got a manager on, and the manager was really hoity-toity. And I said, look, can you not, I don't want to see anybody sacked. Can they not have elocution lessons? Or nobody else has complained. No, because people are embarrassed to complain. People would rather just say yes all the time rather than complain. And I haven't got the time or the will to say yes all the time. I just can't understand what that person was saying. And when I said that, I put the phone down because I thought I've had enough of you anyway. I've got a solution for this, you know. I've just, just come to me now. Robots all the way. Well, robots all the way. Alternatively, when they're coming in to audition for the call centre, give them an iPhone and ask them to ask Siri some questions. And if Siri gives them the answer, then they've passed. That's a good idea. There we are. That's a... Well, I, if I were you, I'd patent that as an idea. I should run a call centre, really. Yeah. Listen, we're running out of time on this, and I don't know what we've done today. I don't think we've done anything. We haven't the, done tech uh, talk properly yet. No, well, you wanted to talk about pornography. Off you go. Uh, Facebook now respects the dead. What? Well, before, if you died and you were on Facebook, Facebook would still send you notifications from the dead people saying, uh, send them a happy birthday message. It's uh, Christmas time. Don't forget to wish them a Merry Christmas. Because obviously Facebook don't know they've died. So now they're using artificial intelligence to work out when people have died. How do they do that? When people send messages to their Facebook wall saying, I'm really sorry, he was such a nice person, sad to see him go. I I suppose if enough people do that, then Facebook automatically recognises that they possibly might be dead and the fact that there's no activity on the account, then they put it in sort of a limbo land and uh, will not send out any notifications anymore. That's a jolly good job too, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, Smart speakers, uh, you know, Amazon Alexa and the Google version of it. And the Apple what is on my iPhone? What's that one where I can talk to it? That's Siri. But this is smart speakers. You know, when you're in the house and you say, oh, play right, me some okay. music or turn yeah. the lights on. Thousands of humans are listening to your um, voices. How? Well, you, when you talk to uh, Amazon and, and you say, uh, play me some music, it sends that play me some music as a voice file to Amazon so they can check it to make sure that your voice gave the right answer. What? So they're, they're well, all... I don't need one. I just turn the f***ing light on it. How difficult can that be? Well, very difficult when you're sat there watching a movie and you think, ah, it's too bright in here. And then I go, Alexa, turn the lights off, and the lights go off. It's brilliant. Uh, well, don't you have to program the lights or have new light switches or something? You have to have new light switches. Yeah, well, there we are. What a waste of time, money, and effort. So, yeah, they do, and they do share funny voice clips in the office, apparently. Do they? Hmm. I'm shagging. Could you give me some sexy lighting? Yeah, I'm not sure how Alexa would respond to that. Uh, she might try say, it. You've got one. Next time, well, in the, in the sort of way, when will it be? No, next? try it now. Let's have a listen. Well, it's not summer yet. You only shag in the. S- no, right, I've, okay. I've had spring. I'm waiting for summer. <laughs> Right, okay, good. Carry on. Don't want to confuse Amazon. You've confused everybody now. Uh, anyway, carry on. You're doing tech talk. I'm I interrupted. Tech- how how remiss of Yeah, so, uh, so just bear in mind that Amazon and Apple and employees are listening to what you actually tell Alexa. Google uh, Wing. They've they got a company called Wing. 
have launched their first home delivery drone service in Australia, currently delivering takeaways, uh, normal food and Mm. medicine. Well, I hope it's a big flop because I can't think of anything worse than having drones come over your house when they're going somewhere else. There are a lot of complaints about it. I'm going to have my bow and arrow out, and if they come over my airspace, bang, more. More what? That's pretty good. Well, an arrow doesn't go bang, does it? Uh, Well, it does if you put an explosive on the end of it. Well, I can't be bothered to do that. That'd be illegal, I'm sure. Where would I be? Because I, I got special flu-flu arrows, which are for shooting up in the air. Yeah. So they only go so high and they come back for for a form of archery called popping jay, mm-hmm. and uh, which I particularly like that form. It's quite good fun. Um, mostly done in France and Belgium. Very little done over here, but that's just uh, by the by. Uh, so how how am I fixed if so, if if this ever comes to fruition? Probably won't in my lifetime anyway. Uh, shooting a drone down that's over your garden or house. Uh, perfectly legal, I would imagine. You own the airspace above your house. How can I stop the aeroplanes using it then? Or charge them? Uh, you wouldn't be able to hit them. No, I wouldn't shoot at them. That would be ridiculous. But, I mean, could can, can they not pay me a fee for using my airspace? I'm sure there are exceptions for international aircraft. Ah, right, okay. Because I don't hear any jets, but there is an airfield near me and... They are getting ready for their summer displays. It's quite fun. I can sit in the garden sometime, clear, warm day, and you hear this uh, rumbling sound, and you know the Spitfires are coming. It's quite, it's quite emotive. Well, you live in that sort of area, don't you? Mm. Anyway, um, okay, so uh, that's appalling. Drones yeah. bringing your food. Mind you, probably better than the flipping uh, riders you see going through uh, through towns with uh, the food on their backs and they ride like prats. Uh, I, I imagine the food must be slopped around and awful when it gets there. Yep, you can't fly the drones over main roads or crowded spaces where people are. Mm. So the outback of Australia where there isn't anybody, fine. Yeah, I think Australia is the ideal place for that kind of thing. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, but don't bring it here. We don't want it. Yeah, keep it in Australia. Yeah. There's a lot of things we don't want from Australia. Is there? Ah, I could think of loads, but I'm not going to tell you. Anyway, go on. Uh, that's uh, about it. I did go and watch a film the other day. Really? Yeah, I did. I finally managed to get myself out the house and go to the movies. On uh, your own? On my own, after being uh, movie dry for a few weeks. Yeah, well, you've been dry for a few weeks anyway, haven't you? I went to go and see the remake of Pet Cemetery. For goodness sake! Uh, why? Uh, why is a very good question. Sorry, I'm, I've got to. I've got to. I'm just sorry. Whilst I'm listening to you, I'm clearing all this off the desk. Okay. Here. And I've just, I've just had to do that. It was annoying me. What do I do with the copper nowadays? Because I just, you know, melt it down. There's a lot of pennies here. Oh, I'll tell you what you can do with the two p coins. Yeah, you can have a really fun afternoon in the arcades with two p coins. Oh, can you? There's no arcades near me. Oh, that's a shame. The 2P slot machines, you know, the ones that fall down and whatever. Mm. They're good fun. All right. Spend a lot of time. I might be going to visit a friend of mine who's in hospital later in Hastings. I might go down there. Have they got uh, some slot machines on the the, uh, front of the. um, Yeah, bound to have, aren't they? What's that on called? The pier. On the pier. That's the last one. On the pier, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, right. Okay, carry on. So uh, that's it, is it? Really boring as usual. I don't know why we bothered to do this, but still. It's called Filling in Time. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Pet Cemetery, don't bother. Yeah. 
I wouldn't. I didn't like the. Well, I didn't see the first one. Just it, in it's the, the same as the first one. There's a slight difference, but it's identical. Yeah. I like Hot Tub Time Machine, by the way. That was quite nice. Hot Tub Time. Yeah, the second one's not very good. I haven't seen the second one. Yeah, the, the first one's very good, original, yeah. funny, and the second one, yeah, it's just stupid. Mm. Okay. Uh, what was this topic about the ugly duckling, by the way? Oh, uh, Waitrose. They had uh, three little ducks in some packaging for Easter, uh, made out of chocolate, a white chocolate, a milk chocolate, and a dark chocolate. And the dark chocolate yeah. one was labelled ugly. And every white person decided that was racist. The black people didn't, obviously. And um, No. So Waitrose caved in and pulled the ducks off the market. If it was me, I would have just gone and told all my members of staff in Waitrose to open the packages and move the white duck over the label where it said the word ugly and told them all to f*** off and get a life. Yeah, I would have been right behind you saying that. He said that, not me. It wasn't me, Governor. Idiots. Yeah, absolute f***ing idiots. Wait, Waitrose, get a backbone. Yeah, get a backbone. Um... Yeah, okay. Uh, right. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, a lot of people complained you put out one of our podcasts last week without uh, out, out um, bleeping out the f- swear words. You mustn't allow the swear words to go out because people get very, very offended. They actually complained the most because they missed the beeping. I don't understand why, but that's they missed the beeping. Well, f***ing put the f***ing beeping f***ing back. I will beep the f*** out of this show. Good. Now, questions for the whale. Okay, I'll I'll pick out some good ones. Why? Um, Don't you read them again? Now, let me have a look in the RCM and I, I, I could do the whole lot and you could shut the f*** up. Time what? is the, time is the oh, issue. I'm running out of time, go on. Okay, uh, James Reed. What have you done with Jeremy Kyle, Mr. Whale? Look, I'm sick and tired of this. I am Jeremy Kyle. Okay, Jeremy Kyle was a character that I invented. I mean, I make myself up to look slightly different. I put on a wig, suck my cheeks in, and uh, pretend to be very argumentative, which obviously I'm not. Uh, And so I got very fed up with it and decided I'd just do it as me. So uh, although uh, the sponsorship runs a a campaign about me being Jeremy Kyle on talk radio Saturday afternoon, one till four, and uh, I think I've I've got a few more of them left to do. Uh, Darren Moss. Darren Moss. Hello, Darren Moss. Why is cheese so expensive? Have you never made cheese, Darren? You want to try making cheese, and then you will know why it is so expensive. It is very labour-intensive. Let's do Isabel Colgate, who wants to know all the places you have worked, at which one would you say would be your favourite place to live. Uh, my favourite place to live, and I have, you're quite right, Isabel, I've lived everywhere. I've lived in the northeast. I've lived in Yorkshire. Uh, I've lived right in the middle of London. I live now in Kent, which is where my family originated from. Uh, many, many years back in, seven, I can go right back to 1720. Uh, well, not me personally, of course. I'd need to have a hot tub time machine for that, wouldn't I? Um but I like I like being in the Garden of England. I loved being in Northumberland when I was up in Newcastle and Yorkshire, where I lived in North Yorkshire, one of the most fabulous places I've ever been. Um, but at the moment, um, it suits me where I am. And at the a time of life I've got to, uh, probably that's just as well. Okay, uh, David Hood. 
Hello, Lord. Wow, so you've been upgraded to Lord. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I didn't want everybody to know. I was trying to keep it quiet, but go on. Okay, do you have a plot next to mine? <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> okay. I'm being burnt. Uh, when are you writing a sequel to the brilliant Board on Top? God, that was a long time ago. Uh, well, maybe we should write another book. Anybody comes up with an idea, that was the benefits of being bald, by the way, bald on top, which I don't, I've not, I've not seen that for years. I don't have any copies of it. I've got one. Have you? I'll get you All to right, sign maybe it. Maybe you day. should serialise it. Uh, Karen's homemade. Can I have a happy birthday shout out, please? You have to go to the other side of the room and shout happy birthday. Happy birthday, Karen! Uh, I do. Uh, Nick Roper. Made the f***ing dogs jump. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Roper, when are you coming to power? Long overdue. Yeah, actually, I am in power now and sorting the problems out. And when they are sorted out, uh, Nick, it'll be me uh, from behind the scenes that's doing it. Okay, Danny Costello. Hi, James. Your new YouTube uploads are very good. Oh, good. Well, that was all down to Rob here for doing the hard work. I just pressed play and record. I didn't do anything. Well, thank you, Danny. That's really nice. Danny Costello. Wasn't he in blue? Um, way before my time. All right, OK. Uh, Daniel Severum. Why do you always do him and make that stupid f***ing whatever you do? Because he's got an R. Yeah? Well, he doesn't probably pronounce the R. He's got a silent R. He's got a what, Huss? <laughs> he's, he's got a silent R. All right. right. Richard Todd wants to know when I think the next Brexit uh, extension date will be. I don't think there will be one. I think we'll just forget uh, Brexit, Richard, altogether. Um, And why is moving house so stressful? Uh, Well, goodness sake, you wouldn't appreciate the new house if it wasn't. That's true. Yeah. Amy Timmy wants to know, is six years (laughs) enough for a barking cyber criminal? Um, no, I think it should be longer. I think somebody who did that and blatantly... But there was a guy who, who was uh, a, um, a, a possible terrorist threat. I don't know if you read this story, and I meant to have a go. Brexit has taken over everything, and he's only been jailed for four years. You know, I think some of this is ridiculous. Colin Watkins, is Elvis alive and working for Brockstoke... Is it, is it Brockstoe? Is it Brockstoe? Brockstoe Council <clears throat> as a pothole advisor. No, no he's not. And it might be somebody who likes to look like Elvis. There are lots of them, but no, he's not. Thank you very much indeed. This podcast thing has been brought to you by Rob. That's not an advert. No, it's just I didn't want to be blamed for it. It's got your name on it, on it, all over it. Really? Yeah. It has. Mm. Are you drinking something? Uh, no, but I will be in a few minutes. What will you be drinking in a few minutes? Uh, a nicely chilled Coke. <sighs> oh, that's disgusting. Okay, all right. Um, thank you very much indeed, everybody. We're out of here. See you later. Don't forget, if you want to get in touch, jameswellradio at gmail.com. That's the one, yeah. jameswellradio at gmail.com. Get in touch and uh, we'll give you a mention.
James Well Radio Show. For more information, visit www.jameswellradio.co.uk. Why not check us out on facebook.com slash jameswellradioshow or follow James on Twitter at the James Whale. James Whale, the voice of reason.